Sounders. This is created for the Sounder of Lady Hogers. How is everybody? We are good. Hanging in there. How you doing, yep. Laura? Good here. It's doing good. Starting to get warm here uh, east of Atlanta. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. getting warm here, too. So, uh, I'm Molly. As always, we got Laura and Amanda with us. And Laura mentioned that it's getting warmer, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the sunshiny shine, the warm weather, the summertime. <laughs> Y'all yep. ready? ready to talk about some good old warm weather? Yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. It always makes me pause because it's... um. It's the extremes that get me, you know, and, and I love summer. I, I, I do not like winter. I do not like cold. Um, but those those extremes when you're raising hogs, especially the heat of summer here, it's a lot. It is. And, you know, especially the, the springtime really gets the animals, I think, especially now. Because mm -hmm. I know down here it was, we got a freeze that we've never had before. It was super cold. Then it got up yeah. to like the 50s, then it went down, then it got up to like 70, then it went down, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, mm -hmm. the change in the temperatures, man, I mean, it can be hard on all animals. Yeah. 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 I'm actually glad I don't have horses anymore because, you know, that's the recipe for colic with horses. Yeah. So I'm thankful that pigs don't really have that problem. <laughs> yeah, we, they, uh, they seen a, cause working at the vet's office up there. They've seen a lot of colics here lately, just from the, I mean, just the change and the, they're eating grass and getting all that shit. I mean, it's just a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. What's definitely. the temperature of where you're at right now, Amanda? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> so we, the past couple of days have had some cooler days um, where it's been kind of rainy and overcast and stuff. So, and windy, we have had the craziest wind, which I'm told is normal. Um, so we've been in like the probably fifties or so for the daytime, but getting down, um, into the low thirties at night. And today is our last cooler day. I think we're up to 61 today. And then after today, we're going to be up in the seventies with lows at night, getting down into the forties and fifties. So yeah, nice. feels like warmer weather is coming for us too. And I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got a big learning curve this year yeah. going from the east coast of North Carolina, where I know it's probably the same as what I deal with, yeah. to out there where it, it ideally it shouldn't be as extreme, right? Um, one would think that, but we actually, like here, we're at about 5,000 feet elevation. We don't have the humidity and stuff that we had on the east coast. It's a very dry uh, climate, but we can have temperature extremes of like, 90s to hundreds and it's very I I don't know I, the sun here is very different than it is in North Carolina and the only thing I can chalk that up to is being at a higher elevation like thinner air I don't know if there's any truth to it or not but I feel like when it feels like when it's 60 degrees here and it's sunny it feels like it's like 75 or 80 it's really mm -hmm. warm and so I'm kind of nervous about what summer is going to be like if it's in the yeah. 90s and hundreds, are we going to feel like we are melting? I think we probably will, but. Yeah, you may. Yeah. yeah so for us, uh, 85 degrees is kind of my point that I know we've got to get our wallers together. And I'll just say it country style waller. Yeah. Um, but you're kind of desert out there, right? Yeah, so what, is, what does that mean? How do you, how do you manage hogs? Or do or, or you want to talk about this in September? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I, you know, I really don't know yet. I feel like when I am looking around at other farms, I'm noticing that a lot of people, we're kind of in an interesting area because we are in kind of like a high desert type area. Our soil is very sandy. It's all lava sand. Like we have just, I mean, I can see them looking out my window. We have what are called buttes, which being from the East Coast, I didn't know what that was. It's basically an extinct volcano, and we've got several of them around us. So our soil is very sandy, lava sand. Um, I think that for us, if we're going to have ways of keeping hogs cool, it's we're going to have to figure that out because any water that we would spray on the ground or anything like that immediately just soaks in because of the sand. Yeah. So yeah. I think for us, it's going to be providing shade and making sure that we're going out spraying hogs down and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and maybe fans and yeah. sheds. Yeah, you, might, just you, might set up a, you might set up a sprinkler, put a, your, put a sprinkler on a timer. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I, I feel like these are all things that we're thinking about because it's just going to be a big adjustment because I feel like in North Carolina where we had the clay soils and stuff like that, like yeah. we could spray the ground. And they would waller around in it and keep themselves cool all day, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what Molly and I have. Yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah, but it's definitely not like that here. So it's it's going to be a big learning curve for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what what are you doing to prep for summer? I know you just got your sheet. Um, mm -hmm. what's, what's it look like out there? Um, I think for the time being, what we are focusing on, our, our main focus right now has just been protection because we are right on the edge of 6,000 acres of public land. So we own what we own, but then we have access to 6,000. So it's a lot of just wide open land. And so for instance, the other night, you know, we were put the kids to bed. We were sitting outside and heard all these coyotes that were not far. Like, I mean, we could mm. see them. And so it's kind of like, okay, we need to keep, Jeep safe. We have chickens we need to keep safe. We will have pigs that we need to keep safe. So I feel like for us, the main things that we're focusing on is making sure that we have protection for all of our animals and making sure that we have secure shelter and fences that are up to snuff and that kind of thing. So I feel like that's like priority number one. And from there, I haven't figured it out. <laughs> you will though. Yes. It's what you do. Yes. It's what y'all do. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. How about you, Molly? What do you do? What's your What's your summer look like? Uh, chaos. I think <laughs> that's every day, right? It's a farm. <laughs> no, man. It, it, so I have good water sources. I mean, I got a creek that borders my property. I got the spring that comes out of the mountain. Uh, I obviously nice. have a lot of shade because I'm I'm in the woods. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just making sure that wallers are filled. Uh, you know, I, I I do run water hoses out to each lot, you know, if they don't mm -hmm. have access to the spring that comes down. Just make sure wallers are filled. In my farrowing barn, if I'm farrowing during the summertime, I do make sure that I got fans going. So each stall mm -hmm. has a fan to keep them cool, you know, and just making sure they have clean, fresh water. And they got somewhere, yeah. they got a tree to get under or they got a shelter that they can get some shade on, you know. Just something like that. Uh, I think that people tend to forget that they that they do need some type of water access. You know, like yeah. uh, some type of wall or something to coat their skin because they don't sweat. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I always tell uh, visitors that come to the farm. And, you know, we were out there just before we started filming. Um, and, and Nova is, she's orange. She's she's an orange mason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, you can pet her, but you probably don't want to. And that's what I always tell people. Just like chickens, pigs don't sweat. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how they do it. So they have to be able to coat themselves. And the drying of that is what pulls the heat off of them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, because I've seen a lot of people, like, especially newer people that are getting into it, that have had animals, you know, hogs that overheat and died from stress. Uh, I call it salt shock, but whatever. Toxicity. Oh, I hadn't heard that. But, yeah, I could see. Okay. Yeah. uh, You know, just because they don't, they don't truly understand, like I said, that they don't have pores. You know, they're not a porous animal what they have, what they get from the outside coats them, cools them, and keeps their keeps everything inside, you know. Yeah. The cool. Yeah. Um, also, one thing people don't understand, too, is when they are overheating, you don't want to instantly drench them in water. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that messes up is people think that, you know, because they have a hog that's overheated, they may be panting or whatever, lethargic. And then they just start dousing them with a water hose. And, and yeah. that's that's too many extremes, and it causes... Yeah, it shocks them. Yeah, definitely. I usually start with the legs and work my way up if yeah. I've been in that situation. Is that what y'all do? Yeah. 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 I start with the legs and the belly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a real bad experience last year, and another friend in uh, Tennessee had the same experience. We had a, a heat wave here in July, and it was 104 degrees here. And um, I had a, a sow that was very pregnant, and she actually aborted uh, the litter. Uh, so, and, and, and our friend in Tennessee had the worst case happen. The sow actually overheated and died and had 13 piglets she was about to farrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for us, that was a, a big thing that, um, in general, for me, I try to avoid extremes. Yeah. You know, you know that, that January, February is probably going to be extreme weather. And yep. you don't want to be out there and it's harder on the piglets. And, and I try to schedule my farrowings so that July is off the table as well. Um, August can be back down for us, but um, to me, I I look at it as as spring and fall is the sweet spot to be. Yeah. Yeah, spring and fall, having litters and stuff, I feel like is what what you want. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the reason I I wish that more people were patient with their farmers, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're not having them in controlled environments. So we can't... You know, if it's negative 12 outside and 12 feet of snow, you know, they're not in this big fancy place to have babies. Um, right. And many people vary in how they want to farrow. And some mm-hmm. people will call you and they're like, I want 12 piglets, February the 12th. You know, well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work like that. It does not work no. like that. No, no. No, that was why I actually quit breeding when I first started with the Mayshine. We had several litters here. And then we made the decision to uh, go with the store and open that up. And I quickly realized that, that farrowing was such a wild card that I needed to focus on figuring out how to actually open and run a butcher shop. And um, I bought uh, feeder pigs from everybody else until uh, Rico retired in 2020. Yeah. And it worked very well. It actually was a compliment to the Mayshine. I could help people move pigs when nobody knew of this pig. And, it, yeah. you know, it worked out for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think. Uh, I sell more pigs for people than I actually sell for myself, you know. But, 
but it's because you know it, we need to work together i could probably sell all of mine you know but i try to diversify it to give people better options you know mm-hmm. move those genetics around help people more people out um yes and that's you know, what i do mostly too of late because there, there's a big need for that when when you have the genetic knowledge that we have about these breeds, yep. it is something that needs to be shared. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what? Well, speaking of it, let me here. I'll show you. Hold on. We're going to see some pigs. Hold on. Let's see if I can turn it around. Speaking of uh, cooling yeah, I don't yourself, know how to do that? Hold on. Speaking of cooling yourself off, do you see? Oh, did you see her? No, you didn't see I see her. Oh, she was in the she was in the trough. <laughs> oh, how cute! It's like she knew what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, she was in the water trough. <laughs> so yeah, speak, cool. speaking of that, but no. What do y'all do for projects? Huh? Do what do you do for projects? Do you consider summer your project time, um, where the weather's, you know typically warmer or um is it year round for y'all never ends yeah you know because sometimes that's farming (laughs) i think dude it's like never ending out here because it's how my brain works so like i'm always looking for a new project you know Uh, but i try to do everything me and uncle benny and ryan we try to do everything in the cooler like early spring in a mm -hmm. winter early spring we try to get through the summer and then we start again, you know, in the fall. But in mm-hmm. the summertime, man, it's wild down here because everything, I guess because this is like a rainforest down here. Everything grows rapidly. Uh, and it's like nonstop trying to keep the briars and the everything down down here. Yeah. yeah. We're having that problem with grass. We're riding the mower, I don't know, five or six hours a week right now. Yeah. Trying to just keep everything at bay and not looking so ragged. Yeah. I uh, I don't have to mow right now because I got free range pigs that are uh, tilling my yard. Ah, life in, in the holler—that's where it gets much better. We're we're too close to suburban neighborhoods to um to play with that. Dude, uh, so there's a man that owns land up above us. He he's from Florida, but he comes down to hunt at his place a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And he comes through here, and he's like, "I swear, every time I come through, there's a new hog just roaming around." I'm like, "I don't probably." <laughs> Do you tell him, "Don't shoot the red ones." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't shoot the red hogs, man. Don't shoot. Them. Yep, that's what I tell him. If if you see something back on the river that's black with floppy ears, please don't shoot it. Please yeah. call me and yeah. knock on wood. It hasn't been an issue to date. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I take advantage of living out here. I mean, I've got five, six, seven, eight. I got eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got eleven of them just roaming. Wow. But you nice. know, some of them are pets. Some of them are not. Uh, they they thrive better, man. They look better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, out doing whatever that. they want to do. I think that probably all three of us would agree with that, that doing it as natural as possible um, and letting them be the best hog they can be wherever that is. Yeah. But do you notice a difference, though, in the looks of the animals when they are either pasture rotated or moved or they're just let to be? Do you notice a difference in the way that they look? I, I do, but I think 
you know, my, my the most of my experiences with the Mayshon, you know, I think everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, and and what what I see a lot of is we don't we don't know what cover crops and what foraging the Mayshon needs. Yeah. So if people are letting them roam and maybe have backed off on grain um, for them or haven't found that cover crop. Um, situation yeah we find that their, their growth rate and their hanging weights are a lot smaller yeah than um something that's consistently fed grain and and i think in time that'll prove itself you know i think that the pig world on on the whole is figuring out cover crops right now oh yeah you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much down in cows and pigs will be next yeah, yeah. so um I, I don't know that that's the answer you're looking for yeah. but I, I don't know that i have enough of a broad experience with other breeds well, to really answer it any other way so i you know i have piglets that are born in the fairing barn right mm -hmm. and then i have some mommies that pharaoh out into the woods right yeah okay i can tell a difference in the piglets that are born in the fairy in the fairy barn, mm -hmm. and like I do let them out. They get they come out after a week old, and I know that they're mm -hmm. moving and moving. So I let them out during the day, and then I put them back up in their stall at night. But I can tell a difference in the coats. The ones that are born in the woods and stuff, they have a beautiful coat. Mm -hmm. They grow better because I guess they're out rooting and doing and whatever. They're not in a more confined space uh so i i can really tell a difference on those that are basically wild yonder hogs and those that are <laughs> born in the confinement spaces hmm. i think you just branded your hogs yet again wild yonder hogs <laughs> man wild yonder hogs <laughs> down and dirty <laughs> that's right they can survive just let them loose they know what to do just, i'm starting the feral hog population <laughs> way to go yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, no, when we talk about so, I want to go back this a little bit when you're talking about the, the summertime and everything, and you know, trying to get um, trying to get your fences right because a lot of people pasture rotate, you know, and going to also mm -hmm. where you talk about crops. Well, people's crops are starting to come up now that they planted in early spring, you know, and they got to keep that going. I when you talk about planting crops and everything. I, I don't. I let my ground uh, heal. I move them over. What naturally comes up naturally comes up. Because mm -hmm. it seems so monotonous to me to plant this, move them, plant it again. You know, plant this, move yeah. them, plant it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the new wave in, uh, in pastured pork. Yeah, um, that people do that, and I agree they do it. And I'm 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 old school like you in in that I don't do it yet. I I would like to try it in the next year. Yeah, uh, we're going to revamp our pastures sometime. I'd rather not do it in the heat of summer. Um, yeah, but we're going to put new water systems and stuff that will promote that. But you know, something that I learned from the horses that's carried over to pigs is if if you can simply just uh, disperse the poop. You know, uh, and yep. ours is a drag as simple as a chain link fence and some yep. cinder blocks behind the behind the lawnmower. Yep. Um, that in itself makes a huge difference in just just the land and the grass and you know what grows there. Yeah. Simple. That. Stuff. Yeah. You, I was. Wait a minute. I was gonna say that is our number one thing for managing our land because in North Carolina we did that when we would do our pastured poultry. Um, after we would move them, we would drag it. And it was incredible how beautiful and green and lush that grass would come back. 
And mm -hmm. here, um, our land, Kellen's uncle, he kept cows on this land maybe one or two weeks out of the entire year because oh, wow. the grass, like after it gets eaten, it doesn't come back. So not very easily because our rainfall is, I think I've mentioned before, it's like nine inches is our average annual rainfall. Wow. So um, anyway, there's a, there is a lot of poo out here. Plus there was sheep, a sheep herder when they drive sheep from Wyoming out past us they normally make a pit stop here for one of the nights. So there's sheep poo, there's a cow, there's all the poop from all the elk and stuff over the winter. And so that's what we have been doing, just going out and dragging. And I cannot, it's beautiful. The grass that we have coming up in the areas where we have dragged is awesome. And I feel like mm -hmm. that, if you are not sure where to begin with managing your land, that would be like the number one thing I would recommend. If you've had animals on it, drag it. And it, yeah. can, it can be as simple as a chain link fence panel. We, we have a harrow that we've been using, but mm -hmm. it, it's easy and quick. You could hook it up to a lawnmower. You hook it up to a four-wheeler, whatever. whatever yeah. you, have. you can put it behind your car probably because it's so light yeah. if you don't have anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, did definitely did when when I first moved down here we didn't have anything right we didn't right, have same yeah we didn't have a tractor we didn't have yeah. a, a truck we didn't have nothing no four wheelers right. so I lived down here by myself for for quite some time because Ryan was in the military and uh, the first summer I was here I wanted to plant right flowers get everything going mm -hmm. and I was so tired of hauling it back and forth over, so. I hooked up a tarp to my old expedition, right? And I just, I go. just loaded everything on the tarp, and I'd pull my expedition, and I just did it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked too, didn't it? Yeah, man. Then I took a, old, I took an old gate that was broken. I took an old gate, and I would just put stuff on the gate, you know, and drag it with the expedition. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were the same. We took every penny we had to get in here. Yeah, you know, and, and we had to wait to build fence, and you know, oh, didn't have farm vehicles. Uh, we got a tax return and bought an eight-in tractor to cut down the big trees and you know stuff like that. But yeah, you find a way if you want it. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're the same. I feel like we've never, we just always kind of worked with what we had and kind of like yeah. bush rig things together and just. Uh -huh. That's just what you got to do. That's, that's yeah, there's, there's reason that there's a uh, wire and uh, hay string hanging on the fences because you never know. Exactly. You may need it. <laughs> Coming handy for a lot of things. That's right. That's right. Oh, hell, man, yeah. I can tell you I got shit everywhere. Because you just never know, man. Mm -mm. Well, that's my, Uncle Bitty, my Uncle Biddy's like, don't you dare throw that away. You might need that one day. I was going to say, know? Helen's uncle, you know, he has been here. The, the land that we bought, we bought from his uncle. It's been in their family. Like, the original deed was signed by the president, like, when they were doing the homestead, you know? Wow. And so it, this land has been in their family for forever. Well, Kellen's uncle, like, got the hand-me-down farmer junk from his family, and he's still got all this, I call it farmer junk lovingly. Um, but, yeah. you know, as we're getting set up, he's like, you know, I got some stuff that I'm probably never going to use, so I'm going to you guys can have it. You can either come pick it up or I'll bring it to you. And that's exactly kind of what it is. It's just like stuff that he held on to thinking, Hey, I might use this. So I'm going to hold on to yeah. it. And one of the things 
he's giving us, uh, I think it's 15 trusses to be able to build a pole barn. Ooh, so I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. But you know, like, yeah. don't throw stuff away. You might use it. You just got a good right. place to put it. Yes, exactly. Somewhere the mower won't grab yeah. it. That's yep. our biggest challenge. Yeah. When, yeah. We, when, we, when we moved down here, this place was a bit of a hoarded mess. Yeah. It was just hoarding going on. And uh, we didn't haul off anything. We just saved it all. And that's literally how I've built all my buildings. That's the reason I call them the scrap and save, man. It's yeah. literally just scrap that we saved, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, That's what I love about pigs, because they don't care. You, no. can, you can piece something together for a hog much easier than a cow or a horse. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to destroy it anyway, so, you know. Right. Better. Yeah. But... You know, talking about all this, do you guys, do you guys take vacations? I do. Yeah. We did last year for the first time in a really long time. We went yeah. on a road trip out here. We were gone for two weeks, but took a lot of planning and multiple people to keep our farm going. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't for probably the first five to seven years. It was, it was rare that we could take time off and. If we did, you know, chickens got eaten, things happened. Uh, you know, e even even the best intentions with farm help, um, it's almost like Murphy's Law. If you're going to be gone, something's going to go down. Yeah. yeah. You know, chicken's going to die, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but for where we're at now um, in the summer, I usually have, uh, this summer I've got two farmhands um, that we alternate. Uh, and it's just where we've learned over the past, this will be our third summer uh, with the foundation hogs and what we're doing. And we've kind of learned what we need to do in terms of waters and feed and wallows. Um, I've learned to be flexible. That's one way that I can get more time off. Like I had to um, realize that those hogs don't necessarily need to eat every single day. And I don't mean that in like we're starving them, but they're raised on pasture. Yeah. They've got round bales of hay in their, in their, um, in their sheds where they're sleeping. They've got plenty of water. And if it means that I can take a night off or some downtime, then I'm going to set it up like that. And yeah. you know what? It'll be like a dog. They're going to be so happy to see me the next day. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we took a vacation uh, last year, I think, for our anniversary. I can't remember if it was last year. Doesn't matter. We went to Bath, North Carolina. We just randomly got like an Airbnb, right? Dude, I was in so much panic and freak out. I was like, I was like, I wonder what's going on because we had our friend, yeah. we had our friends stay here, who they mm -hmm. they have cattle, but they've never been around pigs, you know. Yeah. And so we had them stay here, and I freaked out. We Ron Ron woke up. It was like we were only gone for forty eight hours, right? <laughs> After the first night, Ron woke up and he was like, "Let's just go home." He's like, you won't shut the fuck up. He's like, I'm tired of hearing about, I wonder what's going on. You think that pig is yeah. okay? I, you know what yeah. I mean? He was you so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, and you Pharaoh, you're around too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, a, I had a sow that was about to Pharaoh and that's all I could think about, you know? And so, yeah. but then, you know, we had my mom stay here the last time. Yeah. And Kim, 
Kim did good, and she wanted everybody yeah. to know that she did good, you know. But uh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, she she did good. She did feed some piglets way too much corn and uh, sort of messed them up a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay. Uh, but I think now, you know, used to, I just wanted to control, 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 control. you got to be there for every moment, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to work to where I'm not stressing myself out. And I don't stress Ryan out to where we can actually go and do things. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get there too. You know, that it just, some of it is what it is, you know, yeah. it's going to be what it is. And, and much like chickens, you know, it's a 21 day cycle on making more chickens and pigs on 114 days. I believe God made them that short for a reason. We can, we can keep making more. Yeah. Um, when we first started, it was a scramble. Um, it was how, you know, how fast can you breed and how, how many can you get on the ground and, Holidays didn't matter. We we needed piglets, um, and yep. so it's a relief. Like this week, I'm sitting down to figure out Pharaoh and schedules and things like that, um, which is different. You know, it's um, maybe we don't have something over Fourth of July or Labor Day or something like that. So that's um, that's something I'm enjoying right now. Yeah, you know, I had to change it up too because I get aggravated because people don't realize. You know, I have Pharaohed on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I have had mm-hmm. pharaohs on Fourth of July. Thank, I had two. Mm-hmm. I had one the day before Thanksgiving and one on Thanksgiving. You know, mm-hmm. all these holidays I have consumed with pharaohing to provide people with piglets that need them on this day. They need them now. They need them now. You know, and I got to the point where I'm like, I'm not doing that no more. If when I have piglets, yeah. I have piglets. If I don't have them, I don't have them because. Yeah, I have made it to where the demand has consumed my life. Yeah. Well, and, and I get that in that you built your business. I think that Amanda would agree. Doesn't she have a great reputation yeah. Yeah. For, for who she yeah. is and what her hogs yeah. are? And and you put the blood, sweat, and tears into that, Molly, to build it. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, you're right behind me, you yeah. know, in that, um, you know, you, you can start looking at how to get your life back a little bit because the other part of that is you just can't run on that schedule. I mean, just physically and mentally, it's such an exhaustion that um, it just, for me, it got to a point that I, I had to choose some of my own sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, with that, go ahead. If, if you are not taking care of yourself physically and mentally and, you know, across the board, you're not going to be able to do your job. No. You're not going to perform as well with what you're doing. And I think that that, for me, I think that was a big one with our move. I had to let so many things go. And I think the beauty, it was really hard to do that. Um, But I think the beauty that has come out of that is that now I get to pick and choose what's coming back into my life. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. being able to use the experiences that you have to say, okay, this is how we're going to set it up. This is how we're going to do things. And yeah. because just like you said, it, it will get to the point that it, it literally controls all of your thoughts. It controls everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we do do this because we enjoy it and we love what we do. But if you, if it gets to that point where you feel like you have completely lost control of your life, because yeah. of your farm, it's it's not a good place to be, I feel like. And it, it trickles down. Like, it affects you mentally. It affects you physically. It affects you spiritually. It affects you financially. Like, across the board. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, diminished returns. Yeah. It, ta- 
Yeah, it takes the beauty away from Complete. It. It yes. Does. Most importantly. Yes. Completely. You know, it turns into that it's not, you know, it's not what your soul and your heart thrives for anymore. It's what people are demanding of you, you know, yeah. and it really takes away the true, beautiful life that you could be living. Yeah. You know, yes. I yeah. understand when you're in the beginning, you are on a ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying, you've got to get shit done. You got to get shit together. You're trying to get known. You're trying yeah. to preserve whatever animal you're trying to get out there. So it is, yeah. it's a legit grind. But uh, like you were saying, Laura, I think it comes to a point where you don't have to grind anymore. Yeah. You know, you need to, yeah. you need to roll with it. Yeah. And reap the rewards of what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Amanda summed it up best. You know, it's you had a line in the sand, and then we talked about it in um, last week's episode, too, kind of when you're at a crossroads. Um, but it, it can be really hard when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, um, and all of a sudden, I looked up one day, and I didn't like my farm anymore. Yeah. yeah. And why was that? Yeah. Um, and it, it wasn't just one thing. Um, and, and ultimately, I think the grind had just run me down. Yeah. You know, and, and these weather extremes you know, in the middle of summer and trying to farrow and do all these other things um, were a lot. So we, we try to escape on what weekends we can, run up to North Georgia, um, and it has made such a difference in every relationship mm-hmm. with from my customers to my crew to my husband to my kids. Yeah. Uh, even, even the pigs, I get to enjoy them more. I'll find myself going out there to just feed them treats and just yeah. laugh at them. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do y'all do um, when you're at that point? Uh, like you're, you're run down, uh, the work doesn't stop and the weather is just wearing you out. Um, what, what are some suggestions that y'all have on how y'all manage it? Good, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like for me, when it gets to that point and it's just like, we just need to take time off. We like to just do things as a family. And I feel like usually for us, that just means finding peace. So like. I I feel like, you know, we might just say, you know, tonight we would, we may have this whole list of things to do, but we're going to take the kids. We're going to go into town. We're going to get some ice cream, just enjoy being with each other and that kind of thing. Or have like a family evening where, you know, we cook out, we do snacks, watch a movie, you know, whatever it may be. I feel like that's kind of how we unwind because for us with, with our kids, the ages that they are, I feel like anything that we do we want to include them in because they kind of suffer when we, when we are, I mean, not literally suffer, but I feel like when we are at the burnout phase, a lot of times it's affecting them. And so we need to be able to yes. pour back in. That yes. gives, it brings them joy. It brings us joy to be able to do that. So that's usually the kind of thing that we do. Yeah. yeah I like, uh, it's like, uh, I press pause sometimes and I like how you worded that, that to acknowledge the work is there. It's not going away, but that there's, um, it's okay to take a night yeah. off. It's okay to take a day yeah. off. Um, and, and regroup. Yeah. What about you, Molly? I bet yeah. you do something kind of different. <laughs> Dude, I, I go outside and I smoke cigarettes and wonder what the fuck I'm doing, you know? <laughs> expect no other answer uh, you. <laughs> you know I, i've been on this grind for two years you know 
I've been grinding it out, trying to trying to make something, trying to do something, trying to, you know, and I feel like I was just I couldn't take a day off, you know. Yeah. You know, the yeah. the sun is out. It doesn't stop. Yeah, the sun is out. It may be a hundred and twenty degrees, but my ass needs to be outside. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I finally decided when I didn't move to Iowa. Uh, anyways, when I decided that I wasn't going to move to Iowa and I came back to the holler, you know, me and Ryan really had to have a heart to heart. You know, it's like, do you really want, is that really what you wanted? You know, do we really want to keep on just growing and growing and growing, you know, because we're losing ourselves. So Mm -hmm. that's when, you know, now what I've been doing the past little bit, Give me one second. Give me one second. I need to see what's going on. Chantel. (laughs) Oh. I'm recording. She, uh, something could be wrong. She had a bunch of pregnant sows. Oh. She's called me five times. Oh, my God. Sounds like something went wrong. Yeah, it sounds like something went wrong. Okay. I think we've got about 10 more minutes there, right? I see 37 minutes on the counter. Okay. So anyways, uh, you know, Ryan was like, what, you know, what are you wanting to do? Blah, blah, blah. So that's when, you know, I've talked to you guys about this, you know. I have decided that, you know, I'm going to get back to the roots of what got me to where I'm at. It was the pigs. I get that. But it was also the spirit that evolved from me having the pigs. You know, the inspiration, the imagination, mm-hmm. the, every, you know, my writings and everything. So now, you know, I do take time. I've started to get back into drawing. I've started to get back into writing some, you know, to get things that do bring me peace. Um, And I'm starting to feel a lot better. Good. I love that. Yeah. Good. Good. I love reading them. I mean, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I don't know. I think Amanda's probably tied with me. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I I love your work and and just how you word things and the love of the Red Hog and all you do. And and I feel like that's definitely your soul. So that's fantastic. So what what do you do? What do I do mm-hmm. when, it, when I need to yeah. step back? Um, I line up the farm hands and I keep my cell phone on and I yeah. leave. I mean, you know, it's kind of like that Farrowin moment. At some point, you got to realize that even being here is not going to quit. They're not going to not die because, you know, you're here. I, and it's going to be I what think that goes back to what I, and I preach this, but I don't take it into my, in my own life. You know, we are not mm-hmm. in control. No, no. And I, so what I've done has grown and I'm grateful for it, but it put me at a crossroads that the reality was if I didn't take care of me, there was not going to be anything else. I was headed for a crash and I couldn't maintain myself. Um, You know, I developed diabetes uh, as as the kind of rebound from um, 
all that I put in of myself with the Maison. So I either had to figure out how to take care of myself or I wasn't going to make it. Um, so it was kind of an ugly crossroads for me. Some real, real, very real conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had to structure my life um, accordingly. You know, I turn my phone off a lot of times by eight o'clock at night and I don't turn it on until I'm working the next morning. And um, I don't mind if people message me and I get we need to communicate when yeah. we can. But I've had to put some of those I don't really like the word boundaries, but I'm, I don't know what else yeah. to call it. Um, and, and I'll tell people if I'm working with them, look, I'm, I'm, I'm down this weekend, yeah. you know, but we'll, we'll be back at it yeah. Tuesday yeah. and I can help you then. Um, so it's, it's not just a one thing or a simple answer, but, um, for me, it, um, it was, it was, it was almost like you ladies have faced, you know, from moving from a, you know, cross country or thinking you're going one direction and, and being back in the holler where yeah. your heart is. Um, and I just had to make some decisions yeah. from there. Yeah. You know, I think, I think we just have to take uh, just a, a deep breath, you know, as simple as it is. You really have to take yeah. a deep breath and just analyze it. And, you know, in the, it's just it's, it's like we always say, everybody has seasons in life. You know, <laughs> we yeah. do. Just like the animals battle the yeah. heat in the summertime and the cold in the wintertime or whatever. We battle also. You know? Yeah. 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 And and summer season can take you out just like the hogs. Yes. Yes, so, it can drain you. you know, we, unless you sit naked yeah. in the creek like I do. <laughs> Not all of us have a creek. I have a river. I'd get washed <laughs> down. <laughs> oh my no. God. no, it's a it's a it's a true thing, man. When I tell people, I'm like, I'm in tune with nature, man. I really am, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's on your own property. It's not like you got to go skinny dipping down no, the road, right? And if you drive up here and uh, if you see a woman bottomless sitting in the creek, it is what it is. Don't ask. <laughs> that's right. She's on her land doing her thing. So I'm leave be. wallering. <laughs> Let me waller. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, so I think we're about out of time. But yeah, so, so we did talk about summer, but we also talked about life, which is what I like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that, how we pull it all in. Cause you know, we're no different than everybody watching. Everybody's got the same. Oh, they do. They do. And you know, we've said it a million times as well. That's what I liked about it. And I think you can really see that on our page. People are not scared to ask questions. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a great group. You really built. Something yes, nice. I really think so. Uh, you know, like there was a woman I was talking to the other day. She had posted on there something about her pig. Anyways, I called her to make sure things all right, and she told me she was like, "I just want to thank you." She's like, "It's such a because she's new with to pigs. I think you know her, the K K K or Katie. Oh, uh, she's a she's oh a okay yeah yeah." Yeah, she supports the store too. Yeah, She's fantastic. so she was like, she was like, it's a fantastic group of a support system yeah. that people, you know, that are new to it, they need, and they and they're uh -huh. not scared to ask questions, you know, and uh, it is real life, you know. Yeah, yeah. I sent another new Mayshon person there last week because she was having an issue with her cooning coons and the feed and the diet and she was struggling to get an answer and i knew our group would have her and, I, and i'm pretty i think sure we got i think yeah i think i saw that she was asking about yeah, yeah 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 i think you know i think that what we're doing is good 
I think it's bringing a lot of things. And, you know, the podcast and us just being real about things and not being so subjective. Like, today we're going to talk about feet. You know, sort of rambling on is what connects people to us, you know, that we're not so, that we're just ourselves. Yeah. And there's room for everybody. We're, you know, we have experience, but I don't think either of the three of us would say, we are the expert. You must do it this way. No, that's how we do it. Do yeah, how you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, tell I don't know anything. I don't know everything, but I'm very resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. I don't know it, but I will find somebody who does know. Yeah. You know, right? I, I think, too, one of the things is that even though we all have very different experiences and we all do things differently on our own farms, we've all faced some of the same exact challenges. And I think that anybody. Mm-hmm who has a farm, homestead, ranch, whatever it may be, you're going to face the things that we've, that we've talked about. And I think it's important to be able to say, you know, this does happen and you're not the only one going through it. And here's kind of how we have have faced those challenges. Because I think what I loved about today was just being able to talk about, you know, the burnout. And we talked about some of that too on our crossroads episode, but, I think just remembering that there are so many things out of our control. And I think that I'm a very, I'm a very type A person where I like to have control over, over situations if I can. And I think that is one of the things that when we moved from North Carolina out here, like when we had to let things go for me, that was kind of saying, you know, I need to change my need to have control because if I keep doing this, I'm going to kill myself. I mean, not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't use that term lightly. Like I, it was the amount of stress that I was under and putting like, my hormones are all out of balance. My adrenals have been in recovery mode. Um, it has affected so many things in my life. I've had three miscarriages, like all of these things have happened. And I think it's 100% due to the stress of feeling the need to control. And I think that in this lifestyle, you really do have to realize there are things that you just have to, sometimes you just really do have to let it go and it will all be okay. It will. There is nothing else to say. Beautiful. I'll be okay. <laughs> we will. We will. And we got yeah. each other. Same in the yeah. group. Oh, Definitely. sorry. That's a long-winded ramble. <laughs> No, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, again, it goes back to each of the three of us have experienced that. And I know a lot of listeners have had their own similar yeah. experience. Yeah. Looks like you lost Molly. Molly, come back. Molly. Well, she's in charge of the record yeah. button. <laughs> yes, she's back. There she is. Back. So y'all want to talk about heat? My phone, my phone obviously got overheated. Oh <laughs> yeah, it shut. Well, I guess we're done then. It huh? shut down and said, "Hold on, I gotta clean my screen." It shut down and said, "Temperature control." <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, wow. "How funny is that?" We're talking about being overheated in the summer, and then my phone's like, "Yeah, it's fucking hot." See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It signed off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, well, I hope that Amanda and you all finished. I'm sorry about that. Yes. 
We did. You just just put a bow on it. Let's roll. We got all right. So <laughs> we talked about sunburns and burnouts, right? We talked about a little bit of everything. I love seeing you guys. Obviously, my phone is sunburnt and tired as well. So <laughs> how about y'all go feed them damn hogs? All right. All right, then. Bye. See you, Bye. See you next time. Bye. All right, let me get this.